1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
0: to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE.
2: ParmaBet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at ParmaBet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call
1: 1-800-858-858. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Kia ora and good morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ and it's just after 7am on Monday the 30th of August. We've got plenty coming up. Later on we're going to speak to Suzanne McFadden about the Paralympics, get a bit of a wrap-up and also celebrate Lisa Adams and a few others medals as well. We've got Hugh McGahn Hugh talking about the Warriors, the NRL and also Latrell Mitchell's shot on Joey Manu. We've got Phil Tatarangi talking about what his wedge got up to in the weekend here in Matamata. But now, well, he's on the line very soon, and it's going to be a great chat, and I'm going to have to try and find a way to get a word in because I know is super, super excited about talking to this man, which is Harry Simeo out of the UK. He's going to speak to him about the Premier League and more so about the fact that Ronaldo has come home for your great team, Man United. Izzy, he can't wipe the smile off your face.
0: It's almost like oh, you've so already bad. won the title. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Brian's coming at me so bad. Brian's coming at me. How come I don't own my own own lawns? I do, mate. I do. I own my own lawns. Don't worry about that, um, mate. I'm so pumped. So pumped to chat to Harry Simeo. He needs no real introduction. I don't want to waste minutes introducing him. So we're just gonna get him straight in line. Harry, Heather, Heather. How's it going, guys? How's it going, guys? Oh, mate. Viva Ronaldo! Viva Ronaldo! Talk to me, brother. Look, this is unbelievable. I'm so pumped. Yeah, it's big, big news. I,
2: I don't think anybody uh, saw him coming back to the Premier League. I don't think many people saw him leaving Juventus because when you look at the clubs that were able to do a deal of that size, there was very few in the world that you know had the cash available. People looked at Paris Saint-Germain, but of course... They signed Lionel Messi. So for Manchester United to come and, and steal a march on Manchester City right at the end is incredible. <laughs> City denied that they uh, they actually made an approach and that they decided they didn't want him. But I think Ronaldo, given the choice, would would go back home.
0: Mate, I'm so pumped. This is great news. I was a big fan when he signed all those years ago. Here's the reason I started supporting Manchester United. It's been a tough few years, but where does this signing now obviously, he's played for Manchester before, but what is this signing uh, signing rate for Manchester United compared to to the Lionel Messi? Because I, I was watching Paris over in Paris, and Lionel Messi had pretty much the whole French army, uh, you know, parading him around the French city of Paris. Has there been a lot of hype around Ronaldo, and is people getting excited and pumped for the signing?
2: Yeah, I don't think there was much time though for people to kind of get excited about it before it came to the point where. The deal was agreed. You know, the way this came about, it came about very quickly. We had Manchester United down as one of the clubs that were interested, and all of a sudden they declared their interest, and within a few hours we heard that the deal was agreed. So the box wasn't necessarily there in the build-up because it came out of the blue, but now obviously in the lead-up to him actually making his return and taking to the field for United... Uh, is incredible. Also, as well, you know, the difference between Ronaldo to United and, and Messi to PSG is that there's there's already that affection and relationship between Manchester United supporters and Cristiano Ronaldo that isn't Messi and PSG. So that's why this is such a big deal. And it's, it's a bit of a fairy tale. He's he's coming
1: home. Yes, when when yeah, We, we know Man, Man United is a um, publicly listed company and their share price bounced up after... Um, signing Ronaldo, but uh, just how do how do United actually financially make these things work? How, how do the clubs afford these players?
2: It's, Manchester United are, are, are a huge football club. They're probably the biggest football club in the world. You know, people talk about Real Madrid as well, and and yes, Real Madrid are huge, Barcelona are huge, but Manchester United commercially are a money-making machine. Um, You know, there's been a lot of talk in in recent years about their owners, the Glazers, uh, American-based owners, not necessarily wanting to put their money in and and sort of draining the club of its finances. But, you know, clubs like Manchester United, this is a short-term deal, remember. It's only a two-year deal. And the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo was available for a, a fee around 20 million, 25 million euros means that... It's almost the equivalent to Manchester United going out and signing a £50 million player when you take into account mm. the wages and the transfer fee. And we know that they can do that. So it shouldn't come as a massive surprise that they've been able to finance it. But, you know, you're right. Some of the sums we're talking about with transfers are astonishing and, and wages. But mm. commercially, you stand to gain so much from somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo in shirt sales, sponsorship deals. A lot of that kind of finances itself.
0: Um. May I want to ask you, Rio Ferdinand, Sir Alex Ferguson, key figures in the signings, we know that, but how detrimental would it have been if he had signed for Manchester City? Well, there was obviously a lot of talk about that.
2: Yeah, and, and it seemed like that's where he was headed at one point, but, you know, as you said, apparently Rio Ferdinand and Sir Alex Ferguson spoke to Ronaldo and kind of pushed him in that direction. I think... As long as the option was there for Manchester United, that Ronaldo, I think Ronaldo would have taken it. I don't think he needed that much convincing, if I'm honest. So I think their role has probably been slightly overplayed. I think it was always a question of finance. Could they do it? Yes or no. And if they could, Ronaldo would be open to it. And, and so would they. But going to City it would have felt like a bit of a kick in the teeth to the Manchester United fans. You know, I'm mm. I'm an Arsenal fan and I've seen Arsenal legends end up at... Premier League rivals, and it hurts. As a supporter, it really does hurt. So I think there'll be a lot of Man United fans that will be obviously buzzing that he's joined, but half of the buzz will be from the fact that he's not gone to City, because I think there would have been some concern about that for sure.
1: Harry, I'm interested as well, talking to Harry Simeo out of the UK, talking all things English Premier League, but also football around the world. I'm, I'm a little bit fascinated by club affordability all around the world, yeah? You see the debt levels that these clubs carry and a lot of them are privately owned and uh, there is there's just a sheer wealth but is there a salary cap or like how do, how are they able to continue to exist and uh, and afford to be able to exist or is it just a matter of the fact that these guys got so much money themselves they don't mind losing losing a, a billion dollars over a 10 year period how how does it kind of work
2: Yeah you you hit the nail on the head there a lot of these clubs now are privately owned uh, by by really wealthy people I mean Manchester United are owned by the Glazers who, you know, they own uh, American football teams as well and other sports franchises in the States. You've got Manchester City are essentially a state-owned club, Um, you know, Paris Saint-Germain, state-owned club as well in the Middle East. You've got Arsenal owned by the Cronkies who are obviously massive. I think they're in the top 30 richest people in the world. So, you know, there is a lot of, of sort of wealth, ownership of these clubs and they use the clubs to leverage kind of taking loans out and they you know they write off the debts against the clubs and you often find that they restructure their debts in in very smart and efficient ways so that they can raise further cash i don't know where it all ends i don't know how there's how these people get out i don't know if the end game is sus um, given that they are constantly loading debt onto these football clubs but, you know, as I say, they're smart business people and they're people with the kind of backing to keep doing these kind of deals. Remember as well, you know, football or, or soccer here in, in Europe is the biggest sport by a country mile. And the interest is so big, the TV rights money uh, is huge. And, and there's just constant income. There's people going to stadiums, buying merchandise. But, you know, the TV deals, you're talking crazy money. And, and a lot of that is how these clubs continue to do what they're doing.
1: Certainly. So- you mentioned Arsenal there, and the their owners are one of the wealthiest people in the world. So they only spent, are they only spending something like twenty million this year in the transfer window? Is that right? And is there a reason for that? Because they are rubbish, and I know you're an Arsenal man. And they are they hopeless <laughs> at the moment? They are like mopping up the floor, and I'm not sure Boy, how I good know, their TV bro. rights are going to deal down in the first division next year if they keep going like they're going, Harry.
2: Yeah, no, so Arsenal have actually spent a lot of money this summer. They're they're the highest spenders in the Premier League uh, up until now. They've done £125 million on new players. They've obviously recuperated some from sales, and I think they will recuperate more between now and the transfer window closing in a couple of days' time. But I think with Arsenal, the issue is, is more around not recruiting in the right way, not spending the money wisely. I mean, you can give somebody all the money in the world, but if they spend it poorly, then you're going to end up in a bad situation. And I think that's a lot of the reason why Arsenal is suffering at the moment. You know, a lot of the fans here in London are, are sort of protesting against the ownership and want them to pass the club on to somebody else. But actually, for me, it's not a question of the money. The money is there. The problem is that it's been spent badly and, and the club is being mismanaged from the top. You know, and that that's the big problem for me rather than the money.
0: I can hear the the feelings in your voice, Harry. I feel for you, mate. But let's talk about Tottenham, because <laughs> Bears is absolutely pumped. Boom, to Tottenham on the Spurs Hotspur's top of the table, mate. Are they got a real chance of, of winning this, this uh, EPL this year? Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Why, Why not? Tottenham Hotspur are notorious. Because they're notorious for for bottling things. They're notorious for getting right to the end and messing it up. And, and to be honest, no, jokes aside, they, they just don't have the strength and depth to do it. There's still a lot of areas in which they need to improve. We're only three games into the season. There's a long way to go. I think they'll be better this season. I think they've made a good appointment in Nuno Espirito Santo to take over the reins, but they, they need a lot more investment, you feel. And, and Tottenham, very much like Arsenal, You know, over the years, their investment has been poor. And they've brought a lot of players in for big money who haven't stepped up and haven't lived up to their billing. And, and you know, that's a lot of the reason why I don't fancy them as title contenders, uh, just like my club.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Absolute deflating on a Monday. Here I was, flying high, three <laughs> three from three, thinking this is the year. No, no Harry Simeo comes on and he says, nah, no chance. Anyway, before we let you, let you go, mate, we're just a few weeks into the season. Um, your biggest takeaways so far for uh, for the season?
2: My biggest takeaways is, is probably uh, that the Premier League is not going to change that much in terms of the teams that are going to be pushing for the title. I'm, I'm curious to see whether the acquisition of Cristiano Ronaldo pushes Manchester United onto that next level. But you still feel it's going to be one of Manchester City, Chelsea or Liverpool who are going to take the crown. I think that probably Manchester City and Chelsea on what we've seen so far are just slightly ahead of Liverpool because of their strength and depth. Um, But, you know, it's going to be an interesting title race, but I think the table is going to be, in terms of the very top, very similar to what we saw last year. It's going to be very difficult for those hunting for Champions League places to break into that top four for sure.
1: Good, man. Thank you very much for your time again. Harry, absolute legend. Great to catch up with you, mate, and your insights are fascinating. So thanks for joining Baz and Izzy on break. Cheers, Harry. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Awesome. What a champion, nice. he is, Eh? Hey? What a champion. Absolute, Absolute champion. But how deflating, mate? You all right? Oh, he doesn't know everything, mate. No one knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'll cut him some slack, you know. He got. <laughs> I mean, we probably asked him 10 questions there. Nine of them he's going to get right, and one of them he's going to cock up. <laughs> And he just happened to cock up the one that's, that really matters, which is the Spurs are going to be standing there at the end of the year with the trophy aloft. And I'm going to be saying thanks for your time, Harry. Cheers, mate. Absolutely First not. Division Arsenal. <laughs> hey, the Gunners, the Gunners down in First Division. How good's that going to be? <laughs>
0: Brilliant.
1: They can get themselves a new uniform. 7.16 in the morning. Izzy's happy. Baz is happy. Harry's not. <laughs> this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on... S-E-N-Z, and big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
2: It's Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au
1: now.